guys. This is Joy. And this is Claire. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. How are you? Happy days wherever you are. Thank you for listening all of these years. <laughs> wow, that's our new theme song now. <laughs> Claire and I were texting the other day and she's like, I think we're ready for a new theme song. And I'm like, I'm kind of over just songs in general. We've we've changed our theme. I guess I don't want to call it a theme song. Just our in yeah, and like out our intro song. Intro outro, just because it's like fun to change it around. Um, but we change it all the time just because I get bored with songs. So I think we're ready for a new one. But I kind of just want like I really just want like Evie singing us in and singing us out. Or if you're children, anyone really that has like a cute child in their life that wants to like just sing a song and send it to us, we'll just use that. That's kind of what I'm feeling these days. Mira says our old one was the same song they used for Amazon YouTube commercials in Japan. Yeah, we, what whenever we're we saying is we're basically Regina George. I hear she does car commercials in Japan. <laughs> whenever we would pick a song, because we have to obviously use unlicensed music, and so whenever we would pick a song from kind of like those free sites, uh, it's eventually, just like it's like eventually someone else is using it. It's just stock music. And so no matter what we would do, I would try them to use the most like obscure sounding song. Someone would inevitably send us this like random like leg shaving commercial from like Australia or something and be like, this is your song. And so we're like, well, actually, it's not our song. It's everyone's song. But anyway, so we're in the market for a new intro outro if anyone has ideas or just wants to like sing a jingle and send it our way. That would be really funny. Um, what's new in your world? Well, I just spent way too much time watching a TikToker who's a celebrity makeup artist that I am. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I'm sweating so bad. I also just did a run and I tried to like cool off with a fan beforehand and I had to turn my fan off. So I'm going to just sweat this whole hour. (laughs) So last night I was just browsing. Okay, I just went into a rabbit hole. So I watch... Oh my gosh, who's that? Oh gosh, now I need to like look her up really quick. I watch Bethany Frankel. I watch Bethany Frankel's TikTok because she has really awesome. I'm not like a big housewives watcher. I probably sh- you would think I am. I really right now just don't watch it because I don't have Peacock and all of those shows are on Peacock and I don't want to pay for Peacock right now. Like I paid for too we pay for too many like whatever show subscriptions. Eventually I think in the winter I'll do it because I really want to get on the Vanderpump train. I'm just not ready yet. So I was watching uh Bethany Frankel does these amazing TikTok videos. She's a bazillionaire. And she does videos that says like expensive shit that's worth it or cheap and cheap stuff that's worth it. Like save your money. She's really into like telling it like it. (laughs) She tells it like it is. (laughs) Um, But like in the sense of like she wants people to spend their money on things that are actually worth it. Right. So she's like, don't don't waste your money on this and or or it's worth spending your money on this. So she always reviews drugstore products. And I love it because she's always like, this is what you should buy. I tried Chanel. This isn't worth it. Here's a drugstore product that you really like. So if you want to like really know the ins and outs of what to buy for makeup from drugstore to like really fancy stuff, Bethany Frankel is a good follow on TikTok. Really, that's all I watch her for. And so she actually recommended this. She's like, here are my favorite beauty. Then I was like going down the rabbit hole. Here are my favorite beauty TikTokers if you want to follow more people. So then I got on the train of this one gal who I'm now obsessed with. Her name is Melissa Murdoch. She's Selena. She's like a celebrity makeup artist, but she's kind of more known for doing Selena Gomez's makeup. 
And I just watched her probably for an hour last night. I'm obsessed with her makeup tutorials because she does it like normal people. She just looks like, I'm not, I'm not... I'm not saying like anyone looks like a certain way, but when you would think of like celebrity makeup artists, you think like full face makeup people that are just like over the top. She looks like just someone you pulled off the street where you're like, wow, you do celebrity makeup. <laughs> She's like, and I mean that in just like a very like relatable way. Like it would be almost like me doing celebrity makeup. You know what I mean? Like just, I look like someone who you just pull off the street. So anyway, so she, um, has really awesome, highly recommend following her. I'm now like on this train where I'm like, I have a list of things that I want to go buy. She mainly just talks to you about like, you don't need a ton of products. You just need to know how to blend them well. Like people following those trends of like contouring. She's like, I don't believe in contouring, like doing the stripes on your face and then like blending it all together. She's like, that's a horrible way to do makeup. And so she always kind of teaches, she just teaches you how to like use the products you have, kind of pick shades that are like within your color system. And then blend it really well and like where to actually put products. And like one of the main things that I've been doing wrong is you like, I'm not going to make this whole episode a tutorial. Don't worry. I'm 30 more seconds. But like how you just put a product onto a brush or onto the back of your hand before you actually just like take it from the tube and put it on your face and blending it with a brush and like how to just make it look way better. Because that's kind of the thing that I've always struggled with. Whenever I do blushes, I always have to like blend it because it gets stuck and like patchy. And so I am super excited to play around with all her tips and tricks later today. That's going to be my Sunday. So that's like hot tip, new follow, get on it. Melissa Murdoch, if you want to come come on the show, we would love to have you because I'm sure you listen to the show or if you know her. She just seems like a relatable, lovely human. She kind of looks like you. She has like the same coloring. She's like really cute and just like bubbly and anyway. Maybe I need to watch her so she can tell me what lipstick color I need to wear. She, yeah, I mean... She has exactly your colorings. Yeah. Okay, great. I should, mm-hmm. I'll go look her up. Because every time I take like a, what's your lipstick color quiz, I either turn out, come up with something that's like effectively brown or something that's like coral. Like, no. is there not an in-between? Yes, there is an in-between. Yeah. Yeah. And like, of all the things. Like, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I'm not here to look like, I mean, I know the 90s are coming back, but I don't need brown lipstick. Right. And she she's very much like, here's what you should do. Here's, here's the trends you should follow and not follow and the mistakes that people make. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so here for it. I've learned so much from her. And I am trying very hard not to like just spend all day watching her tutorials because I have a lot of catching up to do. She's been doing this for like years and years. Um, okay. Heather asked... Or no, Rachel asked, have you tried the e.l.f. glitter topper and is it worth it? So I posted this in stories as as of this recording. I just posted this in our stories, the e.l.f. glitter topper. And so it's a really, a really inexpensive brand and they have uh, probably five or six shades to choose from. I love it, but I use it as a standalone. So I don't put it on top of any eyeshadow. I'm not a huge eyeshadow person, mostly just because I don't like to take a lot of time doing eyeshadow. But... I do like the e.l.f. Well, let me back up to like all of the different shades. I could see if you buy like a darker shade, putting it on top of an eyeshadow that's kind of like in the same color category would probably look really cool. But I bought the color Disco Queen just because it's like a really fun, silvery, like confetti type of shimmer glitter. So I just put it on like I dab it on my eyelid and I just kind of like dab it on. So it's like a really light glitter. And I love it because it's not too much. It's like on the days where I don't want to do like the Urban Decay glitter liner that's a little bit heavier glitter. I guess you could do the same thing. You could just take a dab of the 
uh, Urban Decay glitter and like pop it on your eyelid. But I just kind of like, I like options. Um, it is a little bit sticky, so you just kind of have to be careful of like not putting on too much, but I really like it. I think it's worth the money if you really want to like, if you want to do a good segue into glitter, because it's not too much. It's not like a heavy, heavy glitter. It was really funny yesterday. I felt like I did the Lord's work yesterday. I was at Target shopping around for some products. I was sitting there looking at the elf glitter topper because I was like, oh, I need to buy some more of this. And um, I heard some girls come down the aisle and I heard some girl go, oh, I just need to find out like where the drag queen shop. Like, I need to know, like, something about, like, glitter or something. And I was over listening to their conversation. And they just looked kind of like crunchy Colorado white girls, like, going to a concert. And they don't usually wear glitter. So they were trying to, like, figure out where the glitter lived. You know what I mean? So I'm overhearing this. And she comes up to me because she sees me looking at the elf glitter topper. And I'm like, she goes, is this, is this, like, a really heavy glitter? And I'm like, no, it's not. She's like, ah, oh, I need heavy glitter. And I'm like, well, you came to the right place. <laughs> you, The universe has brought you I, to the right place. I am here to guide you. I am now your guide. I don't know if you knew this about me, but I am, I, I am now, now your godmother. Follow me. I am the glitter guru that you just, the universe has brought you to me. So I start, I've been training for this moment, Mira says. Yeah. So I go, okay, so if you want like a heavy glitter, you need to get like a pot of glitter and put primer on your eye and then like Put really like just dab it on. So you're kind of like placing the glitter on your eye. I'm like, if you want like a really heavy glitter and then she's like, okay, and I go, well, you could also do this look. Cause I had the Sephora or I'm sorry, the urban decay glitter liner on. I happened to just have it on that day. I mean, just so <laughs> kismet, uh, serendipitous. So I'm like, if you want something like this, I'm like pointing to my eye. I'm like, you need to go to Sephora and get urban decay glitter liner. They don't to my knowledge, I have not yet seen it at the Target Ulta. So sometimes Target has Target now has Ulta, if you didn't know that. And they do sell Urban Decay there. But I've not seen the glitter liners at our Targets. And so she kind of gave me this look like I'm not going to Sephora. And I was like, okay. So then I like took her to this, I think it was Wet n Wild had this palette, has this palette out right now that is a Alice in Wonderland color scheme. And it's really fun. And it has like two eyeshadows that are really heavy metallic glittery. So I'm like, if you want to buy something like this, I'm like, gr granted, it's a palette. I mean, I know you're I don't know if you're gonna like be using this again. But so I was like showing her I was like, kind of taking her around showing her her options and like giving her some guidance. And she was very grateful. And I was like, you're welcome. I feel really blessed that I was able to help you with this today. So that's my glitter story. Um, Heather, I had a comment a minute ago. She says, she's a strong belief for fashion, makeup, hair, tattoos, et cetera. Anyone can pull anything off. So if you like it, just do it. I fully agree. And yeah. also, I think a lot of us are like, I don't even know where to start. Totally. It's not, it, yeah, I think it's more like, it's not like I'm sitting here, you know, wishing I could wear brown lipstick, <laughs> just not allowing myself to. But I like the, I like, I think for a lot of things and makeup is very much one of them for me. Like, I don't even know where to start with wondering like what shade would I not feel like I'm playing dress up with. Right. Like for me, that's right. how I often feel right. when I'm wearing it. Like all I wear to, with uh, the only makeup I wear to work is mascara and then like a little bit of eyebrow gel, really like tinted eyebrow gel. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in the winter, I'll wear blush if I'm feeling like a little, yeah. little bit of like a sick Victorian child vibe happening because I haven't been in the sun. Yeah. But I would love to wear like more eyeshadow, but every time I wear eyeshadow, I feel like I'm going to like an eighth grade dance. And right. like every time I try to yeah. wear lipstick, I just feel like it like looks like I've, I just feel like I look silly. Yeah. And maybe that's part of that is because I'm not used to my, 
I, I'm not used to how I look wearing it. So I just need to mm-hmm. like get better about it and. Well, and it's also kind of like you, it's also just kind of like what you feel comfortable in. So if you don't feel comfortable, like this is the other thing I love about Melissa Murdoch is she's like, if you don't like it, like don't wear it. And she's like, a lot of people kind of have this idea that's like, oh, my makeup like melts off by the end of the day. She's like, guess what? Everyone's does because you have skin that changes throughout the day. Like you're not in a photo shoot to have like picture perfect makeup all day. But anyway, like something, a comment like that makes me think like, just get like a tinted balm like lip balm you know what i mean like start with like little tinted things because i feel like things like um i'm holding up like a tube of like lip balm that's uh, like it has a little bit of pigment in it is like an easy way to like play around with things where you're like oh this has just a little bit of color because i personally don't love wearing lipstick every single day because lipstick i have to remember that i have lipstick on because like when i eat all of a sudden i'm like wiping my mouth i'm like ah shit i have lipstick on it's like all of you know like i forget and so you kind of have to like it's just an extra step that some days you're just like, I just don't have the effort. So, I mean, even just a, a lip tint or like, a, like Clinique has those awesome lip tint balms that are just like, really. I mean, all brands do of where it's not lipstick. It's just kind right. of like a little tinted something. That used to happen to me. So I got LASIK, as you guys know, like a little over a year ago. And she, my optom- ophthalmologist was like, gave me a really certain talking to about not rubbing my eyes super hard. So ever since then, I've been a lot more conscious about it. But before that, that would happen to me all the time where I would rub my eyes and all of a sudden realize like, oh, crap, I have my makeup on. <laughs> and yep. now it's just everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing too. Like some days I just really want to get a good eye rub in. Yeah. And I'm right. just like, oh, I can't. Mm. And now that I have contacts, now that I wear contacts, I I'm have, just like. <laughs> I feel bitterness about the appearance. What's her name? Like, for standards of women in the workplace versus men. And particularly where I work, I know I've talked a lot about how like, it's very, very casual. <laughs> and I'm men, laughing just because. Like take it so far. And <sighs> you're just as likely to see someone like, we have this amazing like coffee counter, like barista counter that it's, you know, it's it's effectively the watering hole. Like you see everyone there. And you're just as, it's, yeah, it's very mean girls. You're, you're just as likely to see someone in the coffee line who like works for one of the bigger brands who looks like they could be literally in like a Tokyo street style blog. You're just as likely to see that person as you are to see someone who looks like they just are on their way to a brewery after a trail run. And you're like, Mm -hmm. sir, you are at work, please. You are wearing like board shorts and a t-shirt and chacos right now. And I woke up an hour early to curl my hair or like, right. All, there's this one guy who I love, who, who's on my team, and I he's fantastic. The man wears a hat to work every single day. Mm-hmm. And like that's the norm in my industry. Like You can wear a hat. Guys can wear hats. It's no big deal. And it's not that women can't wear hats, but I just think we have like a different set. You know, most women, if you're saying, okay, go get ready, whatever it is, whatever the societal conditioning is, we feel like, okay, that means go take a shower, do your hair, like blow dry, curl your hair, do your makeup, put on like a thought, a thought, an outfit that you have thought through. And for men, it's like, I'm dressed. Like, what's the difference between getting ready and getting dressed? Right. So there will be times where I'm like rushing to work. I have even done where like we have these, this really nice gym at work and really nice locker rooms. I will, if I'm running late, I'll bring my curling iron with me to work and I'll just like let my hair air dry on the way to work to try to get ahead of the traffic. And then I'll like get there and spend the 15 minutes curling my hair when I'm there instead of trying to do it before I leave. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come upstairs and like, I have gone through all this work to curl my hair and I walk in and like everybody, all the guys have hats on. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. I don't need to be yeah. doing this. Yeah. <laughs> How, what was your, like, I guess, mo- like your mom, 
would be a model, I yeah. guess, a model of like, or any uh, people in your life that was like a model for getting ready. Because I always oh, saw yeah. my mom putting on makeup and like trying to look really nice and pre- presentable. Whatever oh, yeah. Means. I mean, my mom. But like, that was kind of like how I kind of got into makeup and I would always watch her and. Yeah, my mom definitely, I don't know if she wears, she doesn't wear a ton of makeup, but she's always worn makeup my whole life. She's always getting, you know, blow dries her hair every single day, like with a round brush. Granted, you know, I'm talking about the 90s, but like still to this day, if she's getting ready for something, she's blow drying her hair with a round brush. She's putting on makeup. My mom and I have always talked about how we, like neither one of us really likes shopping and neither one of us is very good at like putting outfits together, which I'm sure I get from her. So thanks a lot, mom. But um. <laughs> I definitely got the idea of like if you're if you want to look nice you need to my mom says she's anytime she's going to go blow dry your hair she says I have to go beat my hair into submission. So that's how I feel. Like if my hair is well, because not beaten you, into you, submission. Yeah, your mom has very thick hair. You yeah, have very thick have, hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really thick kind of like wavy hair that like I can't if I let it air dry it's really obvious that I let it air dry. Like it's mm-hmm. not it's not bad necessarily, but I tried like the curly girl thing for a couple months and it was just so unpredictable. I was like, okay, I don't have time for this. I need to know what my hair is going to look like. <laughs> Sorry if I'm damaging my hair with a curling iron or like a wave crimper thing, but yeah, I, just, I know it's always kind of like trying to do the air dry thing so you don't ruin your hair, but then you're just kind of like, ah, but it doesn't look the same. And then like when you go get your hair done at the salon, you're like, oh, this is how I should actually look every day. And then you never can replicate it. I mean, I just... We're all, it's always something. It's just always. <laughs> Every single time I get my hair done and my hairstylist is just like completely absentmindedly curling my hair, like, la, 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 this is no big deal. I'm like, how are you just doing? And it looks perfect every time. Perfect. And she could be, but it's she their could job. have her eyes closed. It's their I know. job. You know, like, like, I curl my hair two, twice a week. I mean, I'm not, I'm not at that. You know, she does it multiple times a day to different people. And also it's different when you're doing someone else's hair, like you can get a better angle. But she seriously, it just is like a muscle memory for her. I'm like, oh, I wish that was me because I'm sitting here. I wish so bad. Sections and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And yeah. I mean, I'm at a point too where my hair is getting a little bit longer and I really just want to cut it like back to a little bit shorter because I just start ending up putting it up in a ponytail and I don't do my hair. And I'm like, I, this is why I like my hair a little bit shorter because it kind of like forces me to do my hair. <laughs> anyway, it's always something, guys. It's always something. But uh, then I get envious of Scott, who's like, you know, just rolls out of bed, takes a shower, puts a shirt on. and For those of you, though, who don't know, Scott is completely bald. Like, completely bald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he shaves his head, like, from the hair that he does have. But it's really yeah. cute because he has this little shavers every once in a while. He'll be like, my hair's so long. I'm like, is it, though? And <laughs> he, like, shaves it. And, uh, he, I mean, he he he's a product guy. Like, he puts on products on his face. And, like, you know, he's got his little routine but still i'm like i'm just so jealous like when he travels his little bag is like this big and he only takes like three things that he needs i'm like i really wish i wish anyway sunscreen deodorant yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah face razor brandon as we've discussed multiple times has also no context for getting ready because he wears scrubs and he even wears like a scrub cap so his hair doesn't even have to look nice so you know do you do you see what i'm drinking out of Joey got a Awala. It's very cute. Those are very your colors. It's like a lilac purple with like a lime, like a key lime green on top. You know what's really st- stupid? Because I was having such a hard time. This is this is such a weird window into my brain that I don't think we need. But I was 
shopping for these online because I'm holding up my new Awala water bottle from Target because they were on sale. And I was like, okay, I'm curious about this, these trends and like the water bottle that I was talking about last week of how much long it takes to fill up, which is 45 seconds because I timed it. And I was like, nope, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. So this is a 24-ouncer, which feels much more doable. But I also was like, I need a good one to travel with. Because I think, as we all know, a couple of years ago, when I was at the airport, and I was crying because we went to cadet's graduation, and I forgot that I had filled up my water bottle because my brain wasn't working, and I went through security, and I said, just throw it away, because I was like in a haze of just sadness and weirdness. And I really regret throwing that bottle away because it was kind of the perfect size. Anyway, so I need a new like kind of like travel water bottle and because we're leaving this week to go turn Joe in. What a great excuse. So uh, it's 24 ounces. It does keep so far so good. It keeps everything very cold. I do love that you have like options for spout drinking. So you could just chug it or you can use the straw. There's a little built in straw section. So you got options. Has a cute little, I'm going to do some, some sounds here. Nice little... Just a nice little, uh, it securely closes, has a handle, or you can just... So it's very, uh, I like all the doodads on it. But I picked the color, okay, I picked the color scheme. I was online trying to order and pick which color. I had so many great colors to choose from, and I was like, what colors align with my astrological sign? And I googled that, and that's how I figured what it would just, never in a million years occur to me to take that into consideration for a water bottle. I'm like, <laughs> like that's so great. I just couldn't decide. And I was like, okay, what's a Virgo? What goes with Virgo? Purples that's and wild. greens. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Okay, um, so there we Heather go. wants to know about Stanley's. Are Stanley's heavy? I feel like my Nalgene is max heaviness. Here's my theory about Nalgene's because I agree with you that Nalgene's do feel like max heaviness. I think it's because you're trying to hold them with that little flimsy plastic. With loop. your finger. Yeah. Like, Right in between the the loop that goes around like the collar and then the lid, you just have and I can't believe that they haven't like I mean they have some people you can get like a strap kind of that goes with it and it's like a little lanyard looking thing. Yes, the cap loop. Thank you, Heather. The Stanley is heavier than a, an Algene when it's empty, but it's easier to carry because of the handle. And you can like put your hand through the handle if you want to. So I would say, and it's also a little bit like my, this one's 30 ounces, which I guess is not that much. It's negligibly smaller than an Algene. But I have yet to think, oh my gosh, this is so heavy in the way that I have definitely thought that about an Algene. So I think it's a negligible difference. All right. You had a couple other things you wanted to catch up on. What do we got? Well, again, thank you to everyone who has given us a little email update shout on Ireland. We're still in the planning process. We're looking for places to host this trip through. We have some leads. We're working on it. Very high probability, I'm thinking. But I just... it. Every time someone emails us to say, I've been listening to the show, I've been a listener forever, and I would love to go to Ireland with you guys. We have such a good group so far, people who are at least interested, that it makes me really excited. So I just wanted to give an update that we are still in that process of looking. We'll try to figure that out as soon as possible, because I know even though it's potentially if we if we go in the time that we're wanting to go, which is around end of June 2024, yeah, that's far away. But at the same time, I think people really need to plan their lives. So um more coming on that so thank you guys for for just messaging us did everybody see i think everyone saw that taylor swift added new dates for canada so congratulations to all of our canada listeners that you will have a chance to see taylor swift i did and yeah and so she's 
coming to Miami, New Orleans, and she's I think she's coming back. To, I think she already did Indianapolis, but I registered for got on the list to like pre-register for codes for New Orleans and the indie shows. So we'll see. We'll see if I get I would I would gladly go again if I got pre-sale and we actually got like face value. I love New Orleans a lot. I've never been, so that's like something that I would love. Yeah, I'd love to go. We've talked about this now that you say that. It's so fun. It's like, I think it's my favorite American city because it feels like one of the only cities. I feel like all the U.S. cities are kind of starting to feel the same with like small little differences. New York maybe as an exception, but it kind of feels like all the other major American cities kind of just blend together. But New Orleans is so, has so much personality and is like so much fun and so historical. Like it's just very cool. Yeah, I've heard that. Some One of my coworkers just went to New Orleans and said it smells like, it has a bad smell, like the actual like... Yeah, I mean, I guess that and like maybe French Quarter. in the summer it gets worse. I've only been in the winter. So does New York City in the summer, you know, 100%. let's be honest. All those big cities that draw a lot of like crowds and history yeah, and things going on. Be. Yeah, of course. And yeah, NYC smells, yeah. Um, Lindsay says, how does Taylor Swift have the energy for these long shows? I get tired just from waking up. That is exactly what I texted Joy. I was like, I'm yeah. excited. And also I'm exhausted just by proxy from Taylor. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. How? But then Joy has some good points. She's like, you know, she's she is getting while the getting's good. Like this tour is making breaking her bank. Yeah, it's breaking records. It's making her billions of dollars with a B. Mm-hmm. So she's probably just gonna, you know, for she's a billion, gonna ride that wave. Like for a billion I'm, dollars with a B, I could. Uh, take, I would. I could take a five hour energy and hire a massage therapist. One thousand percent. Have a team of self care yes. people. Sabrina yes. just said, I want to know her self-care routine. I'm like, absolutely. Probably after every show, she's jumping in an ice bath. She's got massage therapists around her. She's, you know, she's doing, she's got, she's got the money to do all of that. And, and she's probably got says, those IVs, you yes. know. Heather also says, Taylor Swift does not grocery shop or vacuum. That is the truth. That exactly. is the truth. If all you had to do was get ready for your show and do the show and then like, Everyone, your mom was on tour with you. Like, you know, you don't even have to crack open your own Diet Coke when you come off stage. Your mom has it ready for you. You are set. I could swing that. Yep. Yeah. And if you look at the dates, from what I'm seeing and noticing, it's weekends. So she really is only like working on the weekends, quote unquote. And I'm not, I'm not saying that lightly, like only, like I cannot imagine, I don't think anyone can, of having that life. I've heard just musicians from interviews say like how exhausting touring is. So yeah, I'm sure this is not like just, you know, a walk in the park, but it's her job. She clearly loves it. She's making so much money. She's making a huge impact on these cities and their economy and like local businesses who are making money off of like making Taylor Swift donuts. You know what I mean? Like I've seen all of these great stories come out of how it's actually helping the economy and like, how cool is that? So I think on a larger scale, she's seeing the impact. And so I think being able to do this tour and then seeing how much money it's generating and the buzz it's generating. I don't want to play into the ageism thing because I think that's just really shitty. But the fact is like Hollywood and the music industry is not super forgiving on people who age from, from, for the most part. Okay. For the most part, but like it's very rare for like bands and people to have longevity. Um, I think Taylor Swift is in it forever. Like, I don't think she's going anywhere. However, I think in her mindset, because I've heard her talk in interviews of like, you know, you're kind of like put out to pasture once you're 30 type of thing. And she's 33. And I could see her being like, okay, I'll be 35 when this tour is over. 
then she'll probably take a little bit of a break, write some more music. But I think what she's seeing is like, now's my chance. Striking while while the iron is hot. Granted, and again, in my mind, I don't think she's going anywhere. I think she's going to be doing amazing things forever. But like, what an opportunity to just ride the wave, make as much money as possible to do good things. I've seen the article generated right now or going around around all the bonuses she's giving to the truck drivers and the people on the staff because like this tour is just making such bank like what a cool opportunity to give back to people too and so I think like that's where she's taking it and I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing I was her I think it's amazing I just like can't imagine let me put it this way I will be really impressed if she gets through what it will effectively by that point be two years of straight touring without like a vocal polyp or something you know what I mean like that also like that's what I wonder. I wonder about like, I'm really curious if there's any people who are professional singers in the chat or even people who are uh, listening. I would love to know like really how people take care of their voices. I know it's a muscle and I have to, they have to do all this training. And I remember reading a couple memoirs, biographies of artists who talked about like all the things that they really took care of their voice so that they never lost their voice on tour and that type of thing. And I'm just like, how does she do it? That's just pretty impressive. But Someone also wrote, let's see, Sabrina said the meme saying Barbie and Taylor Swift are carrying the economy on their backs right now is like giving me life. Greta Gerwig, holy cow. Just, I haven't seen Barbie yet. I will see it after we turn Joe in and I cannot wait. So I will be be the very delayed person to kind of chime in on the movie, but I just, I can't wait to see it. Okay, speaking of taking care of yourselves, let's take a quick break and talk about our favorite sponsor, Ned. You guys know that we love Ned so much. We love their daily blend. We love their sleep blend. We love the shut-eye chai. We love the mellow. And in case you need a reminder, the chapstick really is where it's at. I use the daily blend, 750 milligram concentration every single night. Joy takes the sleep blend every single night. We also both love the mellow powder, which is like a little drink powder, kind of mixes into your drink like a liquid IV would type of thing. But instead of trying to give you like a little hit of energy, it is going to chill you out, calm you down, give your nervous system just like a little bit of like a fluffy cushion to lay down on instead of trying to like ramp you up throughout the day. So absolutely love using Mellow in that way. I love that they have come out with a few recipes for like little Mellow cocktails, mocktails, I should say. Mm -hmm. And I love that idea of using that to kind of like wind down at the end of the day instead of reaching for a glass of wine or any type of cocktail. If you are looking to take a little bit of alcohol out of your diet, but you still want something to kind of like help you mellow out at the end of the day, I think that is the perfect idea. And I would love to hear you guys if you come up with any new mellow mocktails, please let us know. Please let Ned know, obviously, first off. So you can try all of those amazing products at helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy, J-O-Y, or use discount code joy for 15% off your order. Don't forget, if you sign up for a subscription, you can bundle the discounts. Also, don't forget, if you have not tried Ned yet, they do have a money-back guarantee where you can use your product. And if you don't like it, you can send it back and they will refund your money. You can try CBD if you still haven't tried it yet. Been around now for a couple of years. Most people have probably tried it, seen if they like it, but we really believe that Ned makes the highest quality, by far the most intentional brand that we know of. Really, really well tested. They test every single one of their batches. So you have tons of transparency into what they do. If you are going to be taking CBD, we really, really believe that you should be taking Ned. So thank you so much for supporting Ned. We love them so much. And we love it when you guys support the brands that support our sponsors. Again, that's helloned.com discount code joy. Thank you guys so much. Again, it is it means a lot to us that you support this sponsor because we are very dedicated to them. <laughs> Remember when we interviewed Rhett and he was like, yeah, they play binaural beats when they make oh the my CBD. <laughs> I'm like, that's so 
bottle. I love that know? when they're bottling. Like, yeah. yeah. And they're like doing it in like different moon phases. Like I just love them so it's much. It's the best. Yeah. So thank you guys. Really means a lot. Really, really does. Okay. Do you want to do some leftover Q&A? Yes, definitely. All Last right. week we had asked you guys for some question and answers and we got to probably about a third of them. So we're going to pick up with a few more before the end of this episode. Do you have one you're ready with? Yeah, you got um, you got some questions also, I think, on Instagram, but someone asked where you got your nest chair from. Oh, yeah. I did answer this in Instagram stories last week, but if you guys – I always post about this, like, dog bed chair that I have that I love. It's just a big, ginormous circle, and then it's so comfy, and my whole family is obsessed with it. It's from Sixpenny. I think they're at, their Instagram is like at Sixpenny Home, S-I-X-P-E-N-N-Y. And it's the Neva, N-E-V-A, daybed. And I'm obsessed with it. It was a little bit of a splurge for sure. I think it was like well over $1,300, which is a lot for like effectively a really big chair. Like that's probably more than I even normally want to spend on a couch. Um, but I don't regret it at all. I would do it again. Every, it's, it's every one of my family's favorite piece of furniture. I love it so much. I love that chair. It's so cool. I actually think of if we ever replace, we have like this big lounge chair in our master. I'm like, I would totally replace that and get a big one in there and just like sleep on that in the corner. It's so great. And the river also loves it. So it's also a dog, dog bed, but I call it the human dog bed because it's like a little, you know, it's like a circle and you just like curl up on it like a dog. Good portable recorder for dictating a novel or journaling recommendations. I mean, you could use your phone. It's really that that's the cheapest option. You have really great voice recorder options on your phone. So I would say you could do that and then just kind of like email it to yourself if you don't want to save it on your phone. But we use a zoom recorder when we travel. I don't think you need to invest in that unless you're doing kind of professional recording that you need to release content because it just records great sound. And you can obviously use different microphone settings. But use your phone. It's great. Back in the day, several years ago, a lot of people found us because we were doing these daily Whole30 episodes. Those were all recorded on our using phone. the voice memo app on our iPhones. And this was in what, probably 2016 or 2017. So it wasn't yeah. even like, oh, the brand new iPhone. This was six, five, six years ago. So mm-hmm. as long as you're in an area where there's not a lot of other noise, like that's the one downside to the iPhone is that it doesn't cancel out the background noise the way that the Zoom recorder does. And when we're saying Zoom, it's not related to the, you know, online meeting company. But we can maybe link that one in the show notes if you're really interested in it. And the nice thing with that is that you can kind of play with the input while you're doing it. It has like a little kind of couple little controls on there. But really, it's made for having if you're interviewing someone and you have multiple streams of audio coming in and you can like synthesize them in a portable way without having to have a whole soundboard with you. So yeah, definitely recommend if it's if it's you and it's you're the only one recording, even if you do plan on publishing it, even if this is something that you want to use, your phone, if it's just you, is a wonderful recorder. Don't sleep on the uh, Apple headphones, the corded headphones with the microphone. <laughs> that actually, whenever people are guests on our show and they don't have a microphone or they don't have like something, I'm always like, just grab those Apple headphone with a mic, the plug ones don't get don't do wireless. Anytime you're recording anything wireless is not dependable, reliable. It's I mean, it's great for, you know, doing phone calls. But whenever you're recording something, we never we have people we always have people plug in their stuff. So that's a great thing. I think that's what we did our whole 30 is just using these little Apple the ones that come with your iPhone. Really great really does the job. Okay, when and how to trust your intuition to end work with their with your therapist 
despite loving them. So this has a lot to do with the therapist also giving you a pretty clear treatment plan. And this isn't across the board what every therapist should do, but I think it's really good practice. I would like refrain, some therapists might disagree from like saying best practice, but I think it's a good practice to say, to do like a check-in every once in a while, to say, how are you feeling with how are things going? I see this a lot with private pay. The private pay, they just kind of like let you go as long as you want to because you're coming in and you're paying them. I'm not saying they're in it just for the money, but I also think it's like less of a push to end therapy because you're coming in on your own free will versus like the kind of therapy I do now, we're kind of in it with the end goal in mind. We start with the end in mind of like, okay, here's the issue. Here's where we want you to get to. And so this is what your journey is going to look like. And this is how you know you will be done with therapy. So I think it's really good to kind of have the conversation when you start therapy of what the end is going to look like. Not not saying that it has to be like this linear path, but just more or less like, okay, this is what I need to look for. And I recently had this conversation with one of my patients because she's been like just struggling with a few things, but I think she could be done with therapy soon. And she kind of was translating that as in like, oh, you're firing me type of thing. And I was like, no, I really want you to understand that taking a break from therapy is actually a part of therapy because you have to pause and practice the things that you've learned in therapy in order to get a feel for how you're doing. If you lean on therapy as just kind of like this, not so much a crutch, but just something that's always there, you focus less on the things that you can do on your own. And I think that is a really important part of therapy is to actually end it and take a break for a while to kind of absorb everything that you've learned, all the tools tools you've learned. So to answer that question, I would say it's not so much as an intuition, but having that conversation directly with your therapist to say, okay, I've been doing this for so long with you. When do you recommend that I'm done with therapy? What does that look like? And I think that's a really important conversation that therapists should bring up with their patients. But if they're not, just ask. When Miles, um, we had Miles do talk therapy, like play play therapy, talk therapy for about a year. Before we got started right off the bat, I had even reached out to Joy and said, like, okay, I'm interviewing some therapists for Miles. Like, what should I ask? And she told me the same stuff that she always tells you guys, which is like, you know, what are, what should I expect to see? Like, how do you mark progress? Like, how will we know when we're done? So we had been with this therapist for, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 11 months and was starting to feel like, okay, we're starting to see those things. And so when we brought it up to her, we're like, you know, we're kind of starting to feel like what this next session or the session after that should be his last one. The phrase phrasing that she used was like, oh yeah, I'm also starting to think that he's ready to graduate from therapy. And that to me felt like a more accurate term. Cause like, if you think about yes. you're graduating from, if you graduate from high school, like you're not completely ready for everything the world's going to throw at you, but right. you're done with like, you've done everything you can in that environment to prepare you. And then you may need to go out and find more resources later, but like exactly. this tool has reached its limit. Has, has reached its limit for now. Yeah. I also say we're just going to end this episode of care for now. You're moving on. You've graduated from this part. Yeah, I think that's a great way of looking at it because you can't, again, you may just have a therapist that you keep going to forever and ever and ever, but I also think it's just a better way of doing things to say this is what it's going to look like when you're done for now, when you've kind of accomplished the goal that you came in for. So if someone came in with symptoms of depression, I'm going to say, okay, so then we're going to reduce your symptoms of depression. And this is what it will look like when we get to that point and how you'll know when you achieve that to where you can then just move on. And if you need to come back, you can come back. It's not like an end all. This is you're done with therapy forever. Uh, is Claire's sourdough starter still going? My sourdough starter is still alive. It's in the fridge. I'm very hard pressed to want to bake sourdough in the summer. It's hard for me to 
be able to talk myself into putting the oven at like over 450 for an hour or more when it's 95 degrees outside. So I don't do a lot of bread baking in the summer. It's just too hot, but it is still alive. And if you're in the area and you need some starter, let me know. What is your like, I guess, when do things start transitioning over to where you feel like you're ready to bake again? Is it just the temperatures? Is it's it really like the temperature. Yeah. The fall I think, feeling. <laughs> I think it's like probably late September is when I start feeling like, okay, it's cool out enough, cool enough out now that I'm not worried about heating up my house. Probably around the time where I like can have my windows open all day again, (laughs) or like the outside air. Mm, You know, I don't want to be like counteracting my air conditioner. I would eat bread all year. Don't get me wrong. It's not like, oh, I only really want to eat warm bread in the fall. No, I always want to eat warm bread. I just don't necessarily want to bake the warm bread in my- In your house, right. Yeah, in my artificially cooled down house. Yeah, so I just put it in the fridge and then you can leave your starter starter in the fridge. This is unofficial recommendation, but if you have like a good mature starter, you can leave it in there probably for a month or two months without worrying about it. And probably like every four to six weeks, I'll take it out and just bring it up to room temperature, feed it, and then put it back in. And I'll pour off like at the top. It can just like kind of get some liquid and it can be kind of funky. So I'll pour off the liquid, bring it up to room temperature, feed it, and then just immediately put it back in the fridge. Just kind of to make sure that nobody is getting too funky in there. Because what can happen and what does happen is that if like you're – you're trying to at all times maintain this balance between the good bacteria and the funky bad bacteria, very not dissimilar to your body. Over time, if you're not giving the good bacteria things to eat, aka like sugar and flour, I'm not getting giving it sugar, but you know, aka you're not feeding it flour so it can have like new sugars to eat, then the bad bacteria will start taking over and basically you're just gonna end up with like a cup full of mold. So yeah, it's gross. Heather is my friend who lives in Longmont. So give me a give me a shoot me a text. I'll be happy to replenish. She says, My intern black last summer and there was no feeding recovering for bread Zeppelin. That's so great. Sabrina wants a friendship bread starter. Yeah. I like the friendship bread. That's it great. It's pretty fun. I gave my I gave out some starter to a lot of people during COVID. Like people I didn't know. They I would just like leave it on my porch and they would come, like listeners would just like swing by and pick it up. And that was really fun. And it's fun to think like I think out that's there so in the cute. world. My my bread starter has like little offspring. That's really cute. <laughs> or like I had um, Laura from the Modern Mamas podcast, Laura yeah. Bruner. She does that with her starter all the time. She dehydrates it, and you can buy it. And then she has like instructions for how to rehydrate it. At your oh, house. that's cool. Yeah, because basically what you can do is like take your starter, which the the consistency is like a pancake batter, and you can like spread it out on a cookie sheet, and then either and then just sort of let it like dehydrate itself, and then it just gets like flaky. Yeah, and then you can sell it in a bag, and it's shelf stable at that point and you just like powder it up and then you can just rehydrate it and voila that's so cool yeah i love the i recently gave away my weight belt because i had the weight belt that i got at the games from i think it was what was that company i forgot anyway no oh no um unbroken designs unbroken designs yeah yeah. yeah. and so i bought that at the games in like 2016 15 i don't know it was so long ago but uh, I just never, you know, I'm not doing like massive weightlifting anymore. I just was sad sitting in my closet. I'm like, I need this to go to a good home. Like I'm with certain things I can just give away, but stuff, some stuff I'm like, I needed to go to a home that I feel like it's going to be used and like taken care of. And so I had a listener just pop over and pick it up. And it just like feels really good to have people in our community being like, I'm going to take this. I Sometimes I want to do that. Like sometimes I want to do a live and just give away my clothes because there's certain things that I'm like, I I want it to go to someone 
like sisterhood of the traveling pants type of thing where I know that's going to like live a good life. It's so weird. But again, certain things I can just give away, but others I'm like, I really want to give it to somebody who's going to give it a good home. Like I have this really awesome James Purse jumpsuit. I just, it's kind of like reached its end of like newness for me, but I need to find it a good home. Anyway. Joy also has like a real emotional attachment and like really like anthropomorphizes her things. Like the other day Mm -hmm. when I was talking about my Stanley cup, and then I was talking about my Hydro Flask water bottle. And she was like, but your Hydro Flask is so left out. Like, it's like yeah, so sad right sad. now. Like, it's a water bottle. It doesn't have feelings. <laughs> it's sitting and it's so sad. It just needs to have a good life. Okay. It had a great life. Does Claire's resume offer, resume help offer still stand? Yes. And we also have a listener who reached out and she does professional LinkedIn reviews. So um, it's not free, but it's like a service that she offers. If you guys really are looking for somebody to look, to review your LinkedIn profile, if you feel like that's just like one of the things that maybe is holding you back, I absolutely am still very, very open to helping people with their resumes. Yeah. Send us an email. This is Claire at gmail.com. Put in the subject line, like big letters, resume for Claire so that I don't miss it. Even though we tell you guys like email us so we don't miss the, so we don't miss things. Sometimes we still miss things. <laughs> so please make it really obvious. And then as always, like if it's I know sometimes resumes can be really time sensitive, like, oh, this job, you know, I, right. I want to apply like by tomorrow. So please just let me know right off the bat, like, hey, it's Tuesday. I'm really hoping to apply to this job as quickly as I can. Like if you can get back to me by Wednesday or Thursday. And or what is probably a better way to do it is to just say, okay, here's my general resume. Can you help me kind of like, can I get some, if you know, offer some feedback into the general resume so that then when a job posting does come up that you want, you kind of can tweak it in right then and there and you're not waiting on me. Because truly like one day can make a huge difference. Right. That stuff moves I don't want to be yeah. worried about holding you back from right. hitting yeah. the other. Before I forget, can you update everybody on your trophy? Because I know you posted that in stories, oh but this is yeah. really cute. <laughs> this is really cute. Okay, so last week or two weeks ago, for like two seconds, I talked about how, you know, I had then this taekwondo tournament and I they do the scores like when you're done with your form, which as a reminder is like your little kind of routine, you get the scores right then and there. And then at the end, after everyone's gone, then they tell you who the winners are. And I had said, like, I thought in the moment that the scores that they gave me were higher than the scores that some of the other women got. And yet I did not come in. I did not place, even though I thought my scores had been higher than the person who did come in, the the two people who came in second and third. But like, whatever, it's no big deal. You know, I'm just kind of like there for fun anyway. And you never know like how these things, how the math happens in the background. So then our marketing director, event director for the karate school apparently listens to the podcast. So hello, if you're listening, her and her daughters sometimes listen. So hello to you both. And she texted me and she was like, why didn't you say something? I was like, well, I don't want to like be a sore loser. And I just like, it's not a big deal. You don't want to be that person. That's I just like, that person. I should. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, it's just me? like, yeah. I think those girls are coming. Wait, I didn't want to be that person. And also like, I truly don't know. You know, like there is like, um, there's some mathematical mysticism yeah. behind the scenes of judging. Like, I don't know. I don't know if like somebody's form was considered more difficult than mine. So they got like a, you know, like a bonus score. I just don't know. I don't know how that stuff works. So, but she was so sweet and she was like, it does matter. And I wish you would have said something. And, you know, these scores, like sometimes math mistakes happen. We have to just like hope that people are going to say something like we can't, you know, there's a lot going on and I'm just so sorry it happened to you. And, you know, you did actually um, win second place in forms. So that was a fun little update. So I got my trophy for second place in forms. 
So now this is my third athletic trophy ever after the jar of pickles and my third place sparring trophy. You are just killing it. I and am you racking did the trophies this year. You're like, yeah, yeah. you were, you were just. Did not get a, a trophy for the race, sadly. Yeah, but Don't you did it. trophy for the 5K. I think we are, we gave you a trophy in our brains because you like yes. barfed through the whole thing and still finished. It's true. The jar of pickles um, was amazing. <laughs> however, okay, so I was talking about trophies. After that Instagram, I like updated on Instagram stories. And David, who is one of our favorite, 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 favorite people favorite in the whole people, world, OG podcast listeners, just one of the most fantastic. David, people. we love you. Hello. Love you so much. So he much. Has, he is just like over the years, every time yeah. he brings something up, everything he says is just a gem. It's just like a life hack yeah. of all life hacks. He honestly is the marriage hack expert. Champion of the world. Of mm. the world. Like, for example, this is my favorite life of marriage hack that he would do when his kids were little is that. His wife would go out of town. He would hire a house cleaner, a gardener, and he would do all the laundry and then make his two sons just wear like the same clothes the entire weekend so that when she came home, the house was spotless. The yard wasn't like immaculate. All the laundry was done. The kids were clean. And and he would just like not tell her that he had hired all this help. And he'd be like, yeah, uh-huh, I did this all like for you. And which I just love so much. And then my other favorite thing, the story that he has or like thing that he used to do is that on Christmas Eve, he lives in Southern California, like near LA. He would rent a U-Haul, drive it up to the mountains, like two, three hours away, fill it up with snow, drive it back down, unload the snow in his front yard so that his kids would wake up and have a white Christmas. Yeah. Like would get up, drive yeah. from like like 2 a.m. And he, he like night. texted us the schedule. He's like yeah. from two to four, drive from four to five, shovel. From fun, you know, like it's <laughs> just so yes. crazy. It's, it's so unbelievable. Cool. So the reason we're telling you about this amazing person is that he texted us and was like, "Fun fact: trophies are actually really cheap, and you can get them made for anything you want." For example, he recently got one made for his wife that was like best peach pie to twenty twenty three. Jill, <laughs> she has one that's like a mounted fish. That's like he just like would get her trophies. Trophies, yeah. And he said trophies make things real for kids. So he, they would always tell their friends, like, oh, oh yeah. my mom, like, I forget what the example was, but like, my mom won the whatever competition or she has the world's best, like, such and such. Yeah. It's just the best. And yeah. I love him for that. And I think everyone should be getting custom trophies made for them, their friends oh, more often. Yeah. He's amazing. Okay, last one. Yes. We have time for one more. Um, this is my favorite one so far. <laughs> you can have unlimited of one thing at Target forever. Oh my gosh. What is it? Unlimited of one What's thing at answer, Target. Joy? Okay, this is not very like fun, but it's the thing that I would just like, I need unlimited Nespresso pods. And the fact that I can get them at Target and they only sell them in packs of eight, it just, and they're so expensive that I'm just like, just give me unlimited supply of that forever because that would just make my life so much easier and cheaper. Um, real quick, Heather says, I made a trophy for a roommate that made it a year sober. It was a costume contest style trophy. So it was a witch on her broom and she loved it. Amazing. Heather. That. That's the best. You're great. Um, okay. So practically speaking, I probably should pick some sort of like food item. But what I'm going to go for is Legos. Because if I could just have unlimited Legos from Target, then I would save myself hundreds of dollars a year on Legos. And also like you'd always be able to get the big, cool Lego sets. Yes. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. The other one I would think of like from a more fun 
perspective is mascara, just like unlimited yeah. mascara. Because you're always needing to kind of all the types. You're mm-hmm. constantly needing to go through it. It's always something I'm known to use and wear and I would love that. Thank you guys for some questions. Those are so fun. We still have more that we'll keep kind of chipping away at over the next couple of weeks. And I think that's it for this week. You can find us on Instagram at Joy and Claire underscore. You can go to our website, joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Ned. HelloNed.com forward slash joy or discount code joy for 15% off. Okay. One last ask before we end this one. When you listen to this episode, we will be flying out to turn Joe in. I'm going to post in stories, the link to watch graduation slash matriculation. They do call it matriculation for the dogs that are being turned in. It's really cute. So there's this big ceremony that actually will, this didn't happen with cadet because of the pandemic. It was really close after the pandemic. So we just didn't do the same type of like, they do this whole shenanigan event, the day of turn in for these dogs. And so while we didn't have this for cadet, we are going to do this with Joe Um, I will post the link. I would love, love, love if you guys could just watch the beginning part because they're going to go through all the puppies that are turning in and they're going to show all the pictures and then you'll you'll see us walk across the stage with Joe. So you don't have to watch the whole graduation, but the beginning you'll see us and just give us like a little shout out. Hello. You can write in the comments. Yeah, you can write in the comments. Yeah, and it's recorded. So when I watch it back, I could see it. And that just like means a lot to me. I know it sounds really silly, but or even just like tag it. Take a photo of it, tag us in stories. Um, that's a, like a hard day for us. So for me to like feel support from this community, I cannot overstate how much that helped me when we were turning cadet in of just the love and like the people supporting us was like huge. People were like texting me all day, like, how are you doing? So that would mean a lot to me if you guys have time. So when is the actual ceremony? I believe it's 12. I'll post it. Uh, like I'll post a reminder. Like I'll do a countdown on yeah. stories, but it's the, it's August 11th at noon Pacific. So I will post that. Uh, you guys can, it's just on YouTube. They live stream it. It's really easy to, to watch, but that's just like, I'll be posting everything. I'll be posting the updates, but um, we'll be turning in Joe. And then, so the next episode you listen to, Joe will be at college and I can't believe we're here. So thank you guys again. It just means it, it so really fast. helps. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye everybody. Bye.